0: Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Check out my websites, recoveryradiokmp3.com, and sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I am so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started, or it's just winding down, or it's somewhere right in the middle, but... Here... No desire to drink today. Always the first thing on my gratitude list. I'm a fan of the gratitude list. Gratitude makes room for God, in my experience changes my thinking, changes how I feel, chases away the ego. A (laughs) very simple way to get out of self is to get grateful about something. Entitlement hates it. Pride doesn't like it. Resentment doesn't like it. Fear doesn't like it chases away a bunch of stuff. So I'm a big fan. But being having no desire to drink is always at the top of my own list. And uh, I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee here from Trader Joe's. Mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut from Vaughn's. Sounds very exotic. Until I'm like, I buy it a can from a grocery store. Doesn't look like it's gonna taste as good as it does, honestly. Anyways, On the last show, I talked about pivotal moment in my sobriety and talked about how that would be a good idea for the next show would just be to. Run down some pivotal moments in my sobriety. I'm going to do that. There's a lot, but there's these seemingly unplanned things that happen. I mean, not seemingly, they're unplanned things that happen that. And these moments change everything. So, first moment. I can think about the pivotal moment was that I went to a meeting and I'd been going to meetings for years but I went to a meeting really having fulfilled the (laughs) the first original step which was step one complete deflation I was really completely deflated terrified out of Plans, And there's a man there who remembered meeting me about a month earlier. And he had given me a big book and written the date in it. And he remembered me. I mean, that's the moment. He saw me and he remembered me. If that didn't happen, I don't think I would have come back. It's impossible to say, but that experience of having somebody see me and notice me. And not only remember me, but he also remembered about how long I should have had sober. Because i had met him about a month earlier and he was just guessing I had about 30 days. But he looked at me, and he talked to me, and he remembered me. That was a pivotal moment in my sobriety. And I think about that every day, frankly. In terms of maybe I'm able to do that for somebody else. Maybe I should stay out of self so I can see somebody else. In other words, if he had been standing out in front of that meeting talking about his own day or his own problems or getting laid or his own blessings or, I mean, anything. He could have been out there just talking to somebody about himself, and he didn't do that saw me that changed my life next pivotal moment also involves that same man it happened a short time later we were in the meeting i've been going to meetings for years but i had not ever shared or said my name or identified as an alcoholic and they said, are there any newcomers? And a bunch of people stood up. And it was back when you could smoke everywhere, basically. And a um, big building, big auditorium filled with smoke. A bunch of people stood up, identified, and then they sat down. And it was all over. I wasn't going to say anything. I was deep in my head at that point moment. And that same man turned around, he's sitting at chairs in front of me. I was glued against the back wall, but he was sitting in, you know, the main area. And he turned around and he pointed at me and he said, we have one more. We have one more. And I stood up and I identified and it changed. It was a pivotal moment. So when I sat back down, something was different. still can't really quite identify what it was that was different, but something was different, changed me. So those two little selfless acts changed my life. I want to add a footnote to the story about that man, but I will. After I go through the pivotal moments So Next pivotal moment I can remember Is talking to this guy His name was Tim He had like a Pencil mustache And wore this like Fancy Stetson And, and He didn't really fit in Visually To the meeting and He was real Real sarcastic And he said, how many meetings are you going to? And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. I went to one on Thursday or something. And he said, yeah, you know, there aren't very many meetings around here. I mean, I understand. Let's see, there was one this morning. There was two this afternoon. There was like, you know, and I cut him off. And I was like, why are you giving me such a hard time? Because at the time I was very defensive about everything. And he said, I'm not giving you a hard time. I'm just trying to see how serious you are about this. And he kept talking, but I stopped listening. And his mouth was moving. And I was in my head just thinking, you dick. Like, you're just attacking me. Like, how dare you? But when I left, and for days after that, his head would just float around in my mind, you know, like, <laughs> are you serious about this? How serious are you? Are you serious? You know, like, I really, and I started going to meeting every day. That was a pivotal moment. I have a footnote to that man also. We'll get to that at the end. Next pivotal moment I can think of was when I was at this job and I used to storm out of places all the time. It was kind of my jam and I stormed out. I came back in trying to think of AA stuff and I was like half-assed attempted amends. I was like. I hope it's not a big deal that I stormed out, you know, and expecting him to just to say, oh, dude, you know, it wasn't a big deal. It's cool. Because that's what people normally said to me. And he hardly knew the guy and he put all of his stuff down. He stopped what he was doing. He said, actually, it's a big deal. And it was very similar to the, are you serious? How serious are you about this? I left and his head was floating around, you know, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You know, like in, in, I realized that he was probably speaking for a lot of people when he said that. And people generally lied to me about their experience with me that I surmised it was not just a big deal to him, that it was a big deal. When I stormed out of rooms, it affected everybody who was around that. And most of them just didn't have the. Courage to say it's a big deal Because I was kind of scary when I got sober That was a pivotal moment You know, there's this phrase that I like about, you know enemies stab you in the back, but a friend will stab you in the front And that man definitely stabbed me in the front he didn't care about himself there. He cared about me. He wanted to help me. Let me know. It's a big deal. People don't like that. Most people will lie to you, but I'm telling you, people do not like it. It's a big deal. And that was a pivotal moment. Next pivotal moment I can think of is when I was doing my fifth step. And fifth step was over and I saw a man walking down the street, leaving a bank. And uh, it was the first time ever I looked at somebody and had an inner experience that I was equal to the person. And I noticed that at that moment, I up until that moment, I had always looked down at you or up at you. I was always intimidated by you or I was better than you. There's literally no exception. It was complete separation from other people. I never once felt at one with, equal to, one of, a part of, Ever. That was a very pivotal moment. That was right after my fifth step that changed me. Another pivotal moment was when I was making my first amends and it was to return And pay back thousands of dollars I had embezzled from a movie theater. And I deserved to go to jail. And I was expecting to go to jail. And I didn't have money. But we were going right out of the big book. It says, you know, we're slow to pay and we arrange the best deal we can and we don't dodge them. And... Sitting there, just having made the amends and the manager of the theater said, just sit right there. I'll be right back. And I just thought he's going to come back with handcuffs or a cop or here we go. And he came back and said, don't worry about the money. Do you need a job? Because we need people here as honest as this. That was a pivotal moment because I realized, I made real right there in that moment, that he had talked to people and they had discussed it, and they came to the conclusion that having an employee with integrity was more valuable than $3,200. And that changed me. I was thinking, hmm, wow. So they came to the conclusion that there's something more important than money. To this company, it is more important that they have an employee who's honest, who they can trust, than it is to get $3,200. That changed me. Another pivotal moment was when I was working at this place at the counter and some woman came in and she was terrible. So I was terrible in return. So she was more terrible. So I became more terrible. So she it escalated to me fake hanging myself on a cross like Jesus. And her storming out She had paid with a check All this AA stuff started swirling around in my head And I thought I owe her an amends Doesn't matter what she does It's what I do So I called her from a payphone From the phone number that was on her check Because I got sober in like the 1750s Because I'm like a million years old Because I could sober when there were horses and buggies. Dude, a payphone and a check. Anyways, I called her. And I said, you were just here. I'm calling from the store. And she said, I said, I don't know if you remember me. And she goes, yeah, I know. I mean, she said that I realized that. First, I had realized that the whole way home her experience had consumed her. I had affected her whole evening in a bad way. So much of being powerless over everything. Bullshit. I contributed to her challenging evening. And I said, I just want you to know I'm sorry. I had no right to talk to you that way. And I'm minimally, I do not represent the company I work for and my boss and If you don't accept my apology, I understand, but I just want you to know I was wrong. And she was quiet for a long time and she took a deep breath and she said, I'm sorry too. And in that moment, I felt closer to her than I did to anyone in my life I could think of. And I felt closer to God than I ever have. And that changed my life. I'll continue this in another show, maybe in the next show. But I will give uh, some updates with those two people I was talking about. The first one was the guy who gave me the big book and saw me and had me stand up and identify as a newcomer. So fast forward 20 years, literally 20 years later, I get this thought. I'm just going to bring my original big book to a meeting. I don't know why. just had the thought. So I bring my original big book to a meeting for the first time. And it probably been about 17 years since I brought that with me. And I brought it. And I was standing outside the meeting before the meeting started, and I was showing people the list of names that were in it. This guy here, he's my sponsor. This guy here, he's still sober. This guy here passed away. This guy here, I don't know what happened to him. This guy here, he's the guy who gave me this book. As I said this, this woman next to me grabs my shoulder and points to the name and says, that's my dad. He's in Arizona. He has terminal cancer. He has like six months to live. Here's his phone number. I end up calling him. We end up getting together and going to a meeting and having dinner. And I was I said to him, I said, you know, I. You're a huge part of my story, you know? And he didn't. His response was just. He said, Isn't it amazing that God like puts the right people in our path? It was just. It wasn't his doing. It was God's doing. He was out of self and God did it. And then on along that same theme, about 25 years later, I'm at a big speaker meeting and I see the guy in the Stetson and he's wearing a Stetson still. <laughs> he's still rocking that look. And I was like, oh, my God, so good to see you. You know, when I was brand new, you said something to me that really changed me and he didn't remember me. <clears throat> Along the same lines, it was like God just putting the right people in my path, not about personal accomplishments here. I need a power greater than myself to keep me sober and that power works through people so that's it I'll continue this maybe in the next show but I will continue this soon I am doing uh, some modeling today just for a friend and I'm just it's just a swimwear line he has he wants me to wear something skimpy and look tan and beautiful. It's so dumb. Have an amazing weekend. I'll say it to anybody who needs needs to hear it that everything's okay. And uh, I do not know why my life was saved, but I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth saving, and I hope you'll do the same.